How's it going, everyone? I'm your girl, Gabrielle, and you're watching Influenced. I am so happy that you're here. What can you expect to see? Well, this series will highlight some of the most impactful influencers on Instagram, where they will talk about their journey, share their story, and give advice on starting a personal brand from the ground up. I cannot wait to have candid conversation with strong, powerful women regarding the ins and the outs and the ups and the downs of this new but explosive industry. It seems that everyone wants to be an influencer today, and that can sometimes make it hard to stand out. But each woman that I have on this show will most definitely stand out in her own unique way. So think of this as your central hub, where you can come to find your favorite influencers on Instagram or discover new ones. By the end of each interview, you will have a better idea of who the woman behind the brand is, behind the post, behind the camera. You will find out who influences them and why they choose to influence all of us every day. I am constantly inspired by these powerful, creative entrepreneurs who are paving their own future while using their platform and voice to do good. This is Influence. I am thrilled to be joined by celebrity private chef, Brooke Bayefsky, AKA Chef Bay. Chef Bay, welcome. Thank you, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank Happy you for being here. And I, I just wanna say before we even get into it, I've been following you for a little bit, but I was doing research on you, you know, prepping for this interview. I don't know how you have enough time in the day to do what you do. I went I a year without a social life, but <laughs> we're getting back and we're getting back to balance. It's so impressive. And I just want to thank you for carving out like a little sliver of your of your day and making this a priority. It, it means a lot. It really does. I'm so, so excited you. to be here. This Seriously. is so fun. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. Really. Of course. Of course. So much to talk about. I could not stop writing these questions. I was like, oh, I want to ask you this and this and this. So I want to get right into it. OK, take me back to when your love of food first began, and has it always been important for you to cook with innovative, health-forward, and clean ingredients? I have always been a foodie. I've always been obsessed with food. Yeah. My earliest memory is standing on a little step stool, and as soon as I was old enough to reach the kitchen counter, I was helping my grandma knead and make oh. pastries and cook for the holidays, and I've always loved it. Um, my bubby was an amazing cook, so I get it from her. And I grew up in an allergy household. Mm. So my family, there's five of us. I'm one of three siblings. We have 11 allergies total. And they're oh, wow. all different. And this was, you know, the 90s when things like almond milk and nutritional yeast weren't in stores. So mm. I was really getting creative and very innovative with making food that my whole family could eat and experimenting oh. in the kitchen to make food that people also just wanted to eat. So a gluten-free, dairy-free mac and cheese, making my own oat milk and doing crazy experiment, uh, experiential things yeah. in the kitchen to feed my family. I loved it, it was my creative outlet. Wow, I, I also love how you mentioned nutritional yeast. It is my favorite thing. People hear, so that, people hear that word, they're like, what is this? You can put it on anything. It is, it is so good, so you were making stuff like that and almond milk before that was even really I was ordering it from thing. weird stores. Yeah, it was the it was the the weird thing to buy. No right. one knew what it was. People thought almond milk was weird. There was only those tofuti ice yes. cream sandwiches in the yes. stores. Wow. Yeah, they were gross. So innovation in the dietary needs and restriction space is right. huge now. Yeah. But back then, no, and we couldn't have dairy, gluten, soy, peanuts, tree nuts, everything. So it was time, time to get creative. Yeah, times have changed 
so much. Yeah. Um, okay, so before you started chefing it up for actors, supermodels, athletes, and even royals, yes, you guys, royals, you accomplished quite a lot. So I'm going to list a few things, if you don't mind, yeah. about you. You graduated from Syracuse University, receiving a dual degree in business and communications and a minor in food science. From there, you worked in corporate product development, creating healthy recipes for companies like Starbucks and Panera. And then in your early 20s, you were one of the first graduates of a holistic nutrition culinary school program. So tell me more about those experiences and how that ultimately led you to taking on private clients. Yeah, so I knew I always wanted to have my own business one day and I wanted yeah. to be in food, but Really, when I was in college, it was if you wanted to go on food, you go from high school to culinary school, you work your way in a rest up in a restaurant, you yeah. go to a hotel, and I just said, I never want to do that. I never want to make the same thing twice. And my parents are like, good luck. I guess go to business school. So I went to uh, undergrad at Syracuse, and yeah. I did communications, product development, and food science. And I was like, I don't know where it'll get me, but I have this business degree, and I'll figure it out. And then as I was graduating, someone named Scott Loich came into the Newhouse School of Communications and light bulbs went off in my head. He was an intern at the time and he started BuzzFeed Tasty. He was given a budget of $25, took um, fake kitchen cabinets out of a dumpster, painted them to make a fake kitchen set, and was like, let's play with what food looks like on the internet. So I did some of the hands in those videos and it was amazing and seeing what food product development could be health forward product development, food on the internet in general yeah. is really something that they spearheaded. Yeah. Um, and I, that was just amazing. So after I graduated, I did a little bit of food media and then corporate food product development in the health space. So, cool. so egg bites for Starbucks and Hugh Kitchen products. Wait, and that was you? Yeah, I always say <gasps> I probably cooked for you because you've eaten the egg bites for Starbucks. That's um, the only thing I eat from Starbucks. If I, that, I love that. Amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, and the, yeah. the need for health-forward food just kept growing, and I just saw this need. Um, and I didn't want to go to culinary school right away. Yeah. They didn't really have programs that yeah. I identified with. Yeah. They really, I didn't want to learn, you know, classic French cuisine or Italian cuisine. I wanted to make Parmesan out of nutritional yeast and make cool nut milks and dairy-free cheeses yeah. because... 50 million Americans have dietary needs and restrictions and no one catered to them and I wanted to be in that niche. Um, but I was leading a chef team under a company that Nestle owned called Freshly doing meal kits and meal delivery service prototypes. And they were like, you need to go to culinary school. So uh, then I did uh, the health supportive culinary arts program, which was very new at the time, right. very innovative. And it really set me apart between my background in food science health supportive culinary arts in my experience, it put me into an interesting category as an industry leader in that food space, which really helped me yeah. um, in my career. I'm sure. And then what led you to taking on these private clients? My mantra is ingredients with integrity and recipes with quality, and I really wanted to stand by that. And I just said, you know, private clients would be the way to go, and I would be able to create content around it. I would right. be able to have complete authority and creativity like I did when I was younger in my kitchen of yeah. creating new recipes and having fun with fun in the kitchen yeah. um, and not being restricted by, you know, supply chain and corporate costs and, and sure. health washing. Right. Um, so I started taking private professional athlete clients ah. um, during, at the, right before COVID. Okay. Um, the athletes was a good way into it because they really they have an entire team around them and yeah. every single calorie macro milligram of sodium is tracked I can imagine, yeah. 
um, and my background really led to that. So when their manager, their assistant or agent would say, you know, they need a high protein, low inflammatory, no nightshade diet, they're allergic to tree nuts, they can't digest X, Y, and Z, and they're kosher, right. I'd be like, you fantastic. Know. Exactly. I know exactly how to put that meal plan together. Right. Um, and then, you know, they have wives who are models and actresses and, and it's yeah. word of mouth. Yeah. The second they can really trust you and that their lives aren't on TMZ, then it snowballs. Very true. Very true. That is what a journey. And also you're just getting started so that you've, it sounds like you've, you've already done, you have, you've already done so much. What does a typical week as a celebrity private chef look like? Usually I have, a, I have a good relationship with my clients. So at the beginning, you know, you have to put out this formal menu and it's this proposal and wow. really getting to know each other. And now with my clients, you almost become part of the family. You're in their house, you're in their living there yeah. all day in their kitchen. So you just kind of shoot them a text being like, hey, what are you thinking? They'll be craving a cuisine or yeah. they'll have friends visiting or, you know, they need to be, they're on a certain diet for a movie or red carpet right, or right. a professional or some game they have coming right. up or something, training. Um, so I'll curate this menu. They'll say yes, but maybe not feeling fish, or my wife's pregnant, I don't want salmon, something like that. And I'll do the shopping, which I love doing because I can do content. People love mm -hmm. the Erewhon hauls. We're going to get into that. Which is so fun. Oh, we're going to get into that, yeah. Um, and then I do lunch and dinner, yeah. and I do some meal prep for the week. And I usually bring on someone. I love mentoring, so I'll bring on a student in culinary oh. school or... People that honestly reach out to me and they're like, I can't believe, you know, you, you responded. I didn't expect you to actually answer the DM. Mm. And I'm like, all it takes and a, a lot of times is asking. And there's so many people that have helped me that I was like, I commend you for even just reaching out and asking and I'm more than happy to help. So I'll have a student in That's culinary so school come and help me during the day and yeah. uh, help me do some of the food prep and, and we'll cook together. They'll make the TikTok. So it's really oh, fun. So Paying it forward is so important. I so yeah. agree with you. And I also agree, if you don't know, just ask. There's no harm in doing exactly. that. So that's, that's Odds are there's been someone in their past yes. that's helped them. And it really Absolutely. just takes asking. Yes. So I commend anyone that, that reaches out. I completely yeah. agree. You break the traditional, we were kind of saying this before, allergy-friendly, tasteless food stigma with yummy, healthy, and viral recipes. What dish has become your most viral among your audience, your followers? Is there a dish? I would say my carrot cake. Yes. I got the first ever Erewhon food collab. Everyone has only done smoothies. So that carrot cake got me that collab. Yeah, yeah. Sold out, lying around the door for two days in Beverly Hills. So I would say my carrot cake, it's grain free, it's gluten free, it's vegan, refined sugar free. Um, and I launched it in a jar that's actually shipping nationwide now for holiday with yes. Monty's, the yes, cashew cheese yes. company. Yep. So that, that is my signature carrot cake for sure. I I need to try it. I'm going to get it. And I, need, I need more jars. I need oh to get you some. Oh my God, you're so <laughs> sweet. Okay, so now what dish is your most requested among your clients? And I know each client, like you said, has a different regimen, diet, but is there one that people universally enjoy? Um, I'm known for very farm-to-table, health-forward Mediterranean cooking. Yes. So I love doing the, the meze dips and spreads. Mm. I call it my bebe ganoush. I get so much hate on social media because they're like, you don't that. know our culture. You don't know how to pronounce it. I'm like, it oh, is a play on no, my name. It, it is, is a, a joke. <laughs> um, I love on, doing... For those that don't know, Baba Ganoush. It's a play on that. Just a in wit, case anyone... I plant it. It's, it's exactly. Delicious. Very, very good. Love that, baby Ganoush. I, uh, I do grain-free chicken schnitzels, and oh. I do really good falafels and gluten-free pita breads, and oh I... 
really good desserts, but that's typically what my clients love. But I've made it so much now that everyone's like, how do you cook all this food and right. just not eat it all the time? I'm like, after you cook it 200 times, you just, you're sick of it. It's great, but you're like, that I makes can't sense. anymore. That, makes, <laughs> that, oh my God, sounds so good. Since your clients usually want the highest quality of ingredients out there, I read that you once had a caviar and truffle concierge for one of your clients that would be delivered on a moped, whatever you needed them. So I would like to know one more about that and two, what other extravagant requests for dishes have you been asked to make or prepare? Oh, that's I that's funny. So when I moved to LA, I yeah. was doing private chefing in New York and okay. then chefs out here were like, you need a truffle concierge, you need a caviar concierge. And I was so like, who funny. are these people? And then I started <laughs> cooking for um, a royal family in the Middle East and I actually got emergency requests for yeah. caviar and all these crazy things, gold flakes last minute and they need to impress their guests and they need X, Y, and Z. And there's literally this guy who rides his little bike up That's the hills of Beverly Hills charging an, a, an insane an amount for <laughs> emergency truffles, truffles of Monaco. I shout him out and everything. Um, Monaco, yeah, they're not even really, they're not even known for truffles in Monaco, so I don't know why he's called that, but and he's this little guy on a bike and he gives him a little paper bag, not even fancy. You pay a crazy amount and you get truffles to these, to whatever home you're in, which is hysterical, is but so funny. the requests that you get, I mean, they're, nothing ever surprises me. It was right. that, and then I call them the peepers. Okay. So here, you know, everyone has some kind of dietary need. They'll yes. say they eat everything, yes. but you'll do a dinner party and the guests don't want to seem like a nuisance to the host. They go, we eat everything. And oh. then, you know, they'll peep over to your waiters and be like, I'm gluten-free, I'm dairy-free. Oh, that's interesting. I'm, I like, I don't, I don't eat pizza. And you're like, well, it's Italian. The whole menu's pizza. Yeah. So you quickly learn yeah. to have the, the cauliflower crust, the salad, the grilled chicken option, the pescatarian option, the vegan option, the paleo oh, option. You have, in the back so you're just prepared for all the peepers that peep to your waiters yeah. and they don't need anything on the menu but they eat everything but i'm always prepared with whatever option i mean i've seen allergies to cold water i've seen everything in la it's <laughs> called calzicaria they can't touch cold water oh wow um some people only eat room temperature food nothing hot so nothing there's never a dull day <laughs> i'm i'm sure i'm learning i'm learning so much today Okay, I think this is a good place to talk about Erewhon. I know we were saying we'd get to that. So for those, I know, literally drum roll. For those that don't know, Erewhon is the most elite grocery store here in LA. Think $25 smoothies, gorgeous organic produce, countless health forward brands, gourmet prepared foods, and even their own apparel line with sweatshirts going for $185. You guys get the gist. So Brooke, <laughs> I know you, sh you shop at Erewhon a lot for your LA-based clients. You make great content there. And you did mention, I was already going to ask you about your partnership, but you know, you talked about your partnership with them for their first ever food collab, which really is such a big deal. Tell me more about what a partnership like that entails. So it was fun. I mean, people always assume that, you know, they're like, how much is Air One paying you? And I'm like, nothing. So <laughs> one time I did a grocery shop and one of the employees gave me a cup of tap water and an yeah. Air One cup. And I was like, I made it. I made it. So funny. Oh my um, God. So I met um, one of the, the founders and then, or one of the head partners and then the head of marketing. Yeah. I brought my carrot cake cupcakes and my crack cookies, which are my grain-free chocolate yep. chip cookies. And mm -hmm. it was 9 a.m. And uh, they were like, you know, I'm not hungry. And I'm like, just, just try it. I think I, 
I was like, this meeting is either going to go really well or not. And I was like, I'm just going to go for just it. Do it. And he, um, he tried my desserts. They ate all of them at 9 a.m. when they weren't hungry. And they go, what do you think of our baked goods in our, in our little bakery section? And I go, honestly, they're not good. And I was like, I was very ballsy. And Being I was like, this is either going to go really good or really bad. And I was like, the ingredients aren't great. You use cane sugar. I think the rest of your products in your store cater to dietary needs. You have such ingredient integrity. I think you're missing the mark in the baked goods yeah. and you don't sell any of them. And he's like, okay. And I go, and you're, you don't, and your carrot cake has gluten, it has dairy, it has refined sugars. It's not your air one audience. And he goes, no, no, it's gluten-free and vegan. And I go, no, it's Doesn't not. Mean. And they go in and check. They come out and they're like, yeah, you know, you're right. So we walk in and he's like, okay, well, what if we did a pop-up with, you know, your selection of food and we yeah. could take over the sushi section in the back and we could do a limited time offer collab. And he goes, you know, no promises, but we'll chat. And that was it at the end of the meeting. Okay. And I was like, you don't know my background. This is my entire thing is product development, supply chain. Exactly. Yeah. Everything. So I gave him a proposal and I was like, you will make tens of thousands of dollars in two days. We will get sponsorships. You will have zero cost. Here's the, the labor, the packaging, what the menu will be, um, the, the supplies I'll need, mm -hmm. the, the markup on your products, how much we'll sell. And I gave them a deal that they really couldn't decline. Refuse, I don't think yeah. they were expecting me to come with all these answers. And then it happened. Hearing that whole story and the journey to even doing that, like, and you really made it happen for yourself, that must have just felt amazing when the product, you know, when it launched, when the collab happened. It was so fun. Oh. I framed my little hot bar plaques. So this is the oh. Chef Bay oh, by Erwan Crack Cookie and the Carrot Cake Cupcake. So I have my little my little hot bar plaques framed. I was like, that's so special. It is no special. A plaque. It is special. Which is fine, yeah. Oh my god, thank you for sharing that. I, I actually really love that story. Okay. I love it. Okay, so. We can sit here and talk about lavish meals, you know, that cost $1,000 and gold flakes and the truffle delivery. <laughs> but what I also love about you is your desire to give back to the community. You founded and lead a nonprofit cooking program for inner city kids and families, both in LA and New York. You've said, quote, making access to affordable, healthy food is a right and not a privilege. Talk about using your platform for good. So I'd love to hear more about this and the specific reasons why you started it. Uh, so I see this very interesting dichotomy. I cook for royals and the most notable and wealthiest people on the planet. And then at the yeah. same time, I cater to families and children suffering from food insecurity. So they don't know when their next meal is coming. So I grew up in Longmeadow, Massachusetts, which is adjacent or right outside of Springfield, okay. where about 30% of children and families go food insecure. So they don't know when their next meal is coming. They come from unstable homes. They live on school subsidized lunches, fast food, food stamps, and that was yeah. so heartbreaking to see. So when I was younger, I would have bake sales outside of my local grocery store and raise money for these oh. kids cooking classes. I would have someone help me as the adult, but I would be yeah. running these classes, and this was always something that was so important and special to me. Then when I moved to New York, I worked with the Henry Street Settlement um, oh. in Lower Manhattan, yeah. and I did an after-school program every week teaching these kids where food comes from, the importance of a healthy diet, how to best utilize food stamps. So most people don't know they go farther at a farmer's market than a grocery store yeah. um, and just how to cook wow. delicious food on a budget. And now this is a project that I'm, that is super close to my heart and some of my clients even yeah. want to contribute, you know, I uh, hydroponic gardens and funds oh. for my programs. But 
Uh, a lot of people, based on my content, don't see the full story. They'll, they'll say, you know, how can you spend $30,000 at Air One? And, and I'm like, oh, a client wants that, you know? Yeah, but there's, look at the bigger picture of what I'm actually doing. And uh, my clients are so supportive mm -hmm. with, uh, with everything. They also want their kids yeah. to join the classes. And I'm like, your kids have a private chef, you know, you're not the problem, but I'll do a class for you on so the side. Good. Oh my God, your kids have a private chef. That's so good. No, and also, yeah, you're doing, one, you're doing your job, of course, but then what's so nice is, like you said, even your clients do want to help. And, and um, I think, yeah, you balance both sides so well. Love that. Okay, as if you didn't already have a packed schedule, you still find time to record and edit videos for your social media. You film different series, multiple collabs with other creators, even some celebs get thrown in there. How do you balance your work and business with creating content? Luckily, my content is actually what I do. Right. So when I do private chefing, I record it. When I do Air One hauls, I record it. And people love that vlog lifestyle. Yeah. And then once you do it, you kind of get in a groove of, you know, you have to start with your jump, my jumpsuit of the day. And then you go into the breakfast and you kind of know how mm -hmm. you want to structure it. Sometimes when I'm really drowning, I send it to a social editor and I'm like, help. Um, I could understand that. Like I said, I don't know how you do it. Yes. But when I was first starting out, what really made me burn out was comparison. And I was comparing myself to full-time food content creators who were pumping out recipes every single day. And I was like, I need to do that. Plus I have an entire private events uh -huh. business on the side in private chefing and I could not do both. I spoke to so many amazing people in the industry and they yeah. were like, find your own path and make your content what you do anyways, because what you're passionate about will shine through in content. And you know, there's already enough yeah. five ingredient banana bread videos on, on Instagram. Don't become that, you know, you have an interesting point of view with food stick with your passion yep. and go with that. And when you're passionate about something and you can't wait to get content out there, then it makes it so much more exciting. And to this afternoon, I can't wait to edit a video. I did a Shabbat dinner last night for my boyfriend's family. It's not a celebrity client, but I'm so excited to edit it and post yeah. some recipes of what I made. And it, it makes me, yeah, it makes me happy. Your content is different. You do have like a niche and you do have a, um, it, it's special and it's different. It's not something that you see, so it does make you stand out. So keep doing what you're doing. Can I make a fool of myself while doing it? Honestly, <laughs> people want relatable things well, and I'm climbing on the counter of Air One, making a funny video. People don't even flinch, by the way. They're like, oh, it's Jeff Bay. Like, oh, they don't even Jeff look Bay, the other way. Here. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. So if you're having fun, it, it shines through. I agree completely. Okay, have your celeb clients been supportive of you sharing your cooking and their meals on social media? There's been a, a really interesting flip actually in terms of private chefing and social media. So in the past, if you cooked for a celebrity client, you would sign an NDA. Right. And now it's honestly flipped. Now I have clients that are like, I wanna be in your TikTok and your content. Can you come and chef for us yeah. and let's, let's film together? So it's been this really interesting uh, flip and everyone I've worked with, I've been so lucky they've been amazing and everyone is so smart and so humble you almost forget who these people are i mean i'll cook for a princess and yeah. she's and she's just like oh my gosh i love your pants where are they from or i love this like let's cook I'm it together so, yeah. and i'm like you have a team of 11 chefs in your home country and i'm like i'm honored You're, yeah um Aww. so everyone's just so wonderful and it's that same mentality of you can tell people have just helped them in their life and they're always willing to lend a hand or, you know, can I be a recipe in your up in a cookbook one day right. or 
Uh, my kids want to cook with you and everyone's wonderful. So recently I cooked for Mindy Kaling. She's amazing. She went to Dartmouth and she's so chill and down to earth. And I learned so much from all of my clients too. And you know, people will always talk about them. When you're someone big in the media, it's crazy. People will say the meanest things and yeah. they just kind of live their life. They ignore it or they laugh at people that spend hours trolling them in their private time, trolling them on social right. media or something. And crazy. I learn, I learn a lot from them. And it's just so fun to to hang with them. You become almost a member of, the, of family the family when you're in their kitchen sure. and you know they're they're in their sweatpants yeah, they're and they're just glam. chilling and they're running after their kids and and yeah, it's just everyday life. They all I always say they have their their finstas, their fake Instagrams, yes. and they'll love you know poking fun and creating beef in my comments. Stop. And they'll be like, it'll be the client themselves and their fake Instagram, and they'll be like, I can't believe that you went into this person's house and, and filmed that such an invasion of privacy. And I'm like- And it's them. I'm like, it is literally them. And everyone comments like, I can't believe it. Such an invasion of privacy, such an invasion of privacy. And I'm like, you really? You had to do that? And they're like, it's funny. Or, or they'll start that's... these rumors like, I know that's Leonardo DiCaprio's cutting board. And I'm like, it's, it's not. It's not. It's you, not. Know who, you know who yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. I, oh, I love how, they, so, have, yeah, how they have fun with it. They're so funny. Aww. So all those comments, yeah, they're usually, they're actually the clients and not trolls. So. Okay, good to know. You guys look out for those. <laughs> the jumpsuit. You are not in a jumpsuit today, but I love what you're in. I, I mean, this is great too, but it has become the signature chef bay look, the jumpsuit. Did that happen naturally or is it genuinely like comfortable to cook in? What, why? How did that happen? I love blending. It. Thank you. I love blending fun fashion and chefing. I think the white chef coat, it's so unapproachable. It's not cute. Yeah. You know, the, the black pants, the white chef coat and the Crocs, it's so uh -huh, ugly. Uh -huh. And I always like having, you know, fun, fun nails and, yeah. and a fun jumpsuit just became my look because I just got, I got good reactions from it. People were like, oh, cute outfit. And it's still professional. And then you also don't have to think about matching top and bottom. You just throw so, on a jumpsuit. So true. And uh, then it became my look. But people, I wear clothing and they're like, I don't recognize you without clothing. And they'll be, I'll be in context because I'll be in Erewhon. And they're like, right. wow, no jumpsuit oh, today. Um, but I still love my jumpsuit. I have a jumpsuit closet. I barely have any yes, other clothes. I've seen, I've seen that um, Yeah, so I have 75 jumpsuits in rainbow order. And then I select my jumpsuit of the day. It's easy, like a cartoon. Easy to get dressed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just do some fun shoes. And Great. I'm doing a line of jumpsuits that launch in a couple of months, oh, which will be so exciting. fun. I'm doing a, a denim one and this black one. They fit so well. The quality is amazing. And they have, it's like a, a mid-rise oh. denim with a cute top. They're so cute. I'm very excited because people ask me for a cookbook and they ask me for, for jumpsuits. jumpsuits. And Ellie's jumpsuits are coming soon. <laughs> amazing. You guys keep an eye out. I would like one. That's, Yay. oh my God, I'm going to, again. I'm, I'm gonna, the carrot cake, the jumpsuit, I'm getting everything. How have you been growing your following and expanding your Chef Bay brand? Because you've been, you've been doing it. It's been growing quickly. I think sticking to what really, what you're passionate about, as cheesy as that is, yeah. just not, compare, not comparing. There's so many people in this space that can easily become saturated, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but find your, your niche and what you're passionate about and continue doing it. Don't yeah. be afraid to mess up or I mess up food, I mess up recipes, I say dumb things on social media and then I t I've done reels and then you know lose a billion followers and you're oh like oh shoot I thought that was funny and you just you learn from it you, you become yeah. more comfortable and 
the biggest investment of your time is social media and people are like it's so much time you know you don't directly get paid from it but building your brand makes you more valuable for every single That's other so opportunity true. and say yes to everything when i moved out here i did dinners at cost i did 80 dollar a person dinners five courses open bar and i posted on eventbrite and i was like just oh. tag me because i was like the biggest yeah, thing is building your network word just word of mouth with clients with everything and you know it wouldn't be mindy kaling and adam sandler coming to these dinners right. but it would be their daughter's best friend or their manager or yes. somebody and then it's and then word spreads so, so just true. say yes put yourself out there so true. when someone invites you to an event there's never you never regret just saying yes to something yes. it's always a lesson learned or something and that really helps helps you grow you know you want to be on the top of someone's mind for something so true i i always i always say that as well say yes Say yes to every opportunity, of course, if you can, because it's, you're right, you never know who you're gonna meet. I agree. What is your biggest piece of advice to young women looking to start creating their own content? How do you set yourself apart from others? Don't set yourself into a box. Mm -hmm. People always are, you know, they even graduate college and they're like, I need to know what I wanna do with my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know until senior year I, when BuzzFeed Tasty was starting that I was even so going to cool. do Food World, I was like, I'm creative. I never want to do the same thing twice, but I don't want to work in a restaurant. I thought I was, I thought I was going to go into fashion yeah. and really wow. follow all of your passions and interests because you never know how they'll align. I was interested in communications and marketing and product mm -hmm, development mm -hmm. and food and social media. And I did a, a Snapchat course in college and I was like, how is all of this going to wow. connect? My parents were so confused. They still <laughs> are. They're like, what are you doing? Um, oh, they're kind so of getting much. it now, but I'm sure that yes, I'm um, sure they are. Follow all of your interests and just don't be afraid of just starting something, something new. You know, think outside the box of what anyone else is doing. It's good mm -hmm. to look for inspiration, but try, tr always try something. You'll never regret trying something yeah. or going for it. And and messing up is part of it. Part of it. Honestly, I I burned food last night. I'm putting that on my social media. I, the oven was way too hot and my entire hollow became black. So, you know, in all aspects, you mess up, you learn, it's fine. Yes, keeping it real. Yeah, that's so important. Yeah, it's great advice. Who do you hope to influence every day? Who do I hope to influence every day? Um, that's a good question. I hope to influence people that want to eat healthy and live a better lifestyle that one, don't know how to do it, think they don't know how to cook, mm -hmm. think they're it's hopeless because they have a million allergies and dietary yeah, needs, yeah. Um, or think they can't eat healthy because they have a very limited budget. Um, so I love influencing you know, my food base on social media Thanks. and just being a source of entertainment, you know, yeah. showing that I can you know, be just, real online and show my true self and hopefully people feel more comfortable to just not be perfect um, even if you have an off day it's important to yeah just being be real just being real you know there's a lot of fake on social media and it's yes. really hard and people think it's their actual real life and, and it's not i want to show people that you know people are people are real not everyone mm -hmm. wakes up mm -hmm. perfect there's a lot of glamorous influencers out there that wake up and do their yoga and their perfect latte and look perfect and wake up in makeup and i'm like no there's like yeah, be real, be, be your authentic self yeah. and, and what you're passionate about and success will follow. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So well said. Who influences you? One, food base all, all the time. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, I get so much support, but I'll get so many messages. You know, I'm, I'm working on uh, a book. I wrote a book. Would you, do you want to support? And here's the link to order. And then oh. I, it's amazing. It's something that I would never read. And I love supporting 
all of the my followers that are doing such amazing things so and are sweet. so inspirational to yeah. me. Um, I mean, everyone in LA is always just hustling. I mean, as, as you are, you're doing amazing oh, things and everyone wears you. a million hats and yes. it works so hard. Yep. And, you know, no one works this typical nine to five, but everyone is hustling to do mm-hmm. for their dream in the, in the creative industry or the arts industry. And yep. that's so inspiring. Being in this community, yep. LA is so inspiring to me. Definitely. I feel you on that for sure. Okay, to wrap this up. What does it mean to you personally to be an influencer? What does that title mean to you when you hear that? I think it's flattering because I make a joke of myself all the time. And I'm like, honestly, if I'm influential to people, it's great. And sometimes I'll I'll wear something and then that I love or I'll eat something that I truly love Mm -hmm. and a million people will buy it. And I'm like, wow, wow, that's cool. Influenced. So it's fun, but I like saying I'm an influencer with a skill set. You know, I think I have the, I want to be the chef first. and doing my private events and my business. And then with that, just vlogging it and showing what I do and using social media as my platform. But um, yeah, it's a a funny term now. You know, everyone's starting a business and being an influencer and it's, yeah, yeah, I just, I don't overthink it. I hope to uh, always make a a good impression and influence Mm -hmm. with products and things that I truly, that I truly love. You know, I'm given some opportunities with unhealthy companies and sugar-filled fast food restaurants. And I'm like, like, you have a responsibility with more people that you, that you influence, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And you are doing it so well, by the way, you really are. You, you you really are. You're, you're, you, um, you know, like I said, you, you're growing this following and, and you're doing it in a way where it's different. It is different. And I think you're also teaching people who want to start maybe eating a little bit better and living a healthier lifestyle and you're, you're making it fun and not tasteless. That is for sure. Thank you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Oh my God. I had the best time. You can all find Chef Bay on IG and TikTok at Chef Bay and then YouTube at It's Chef Bay and your website is itschefbay.com. Tons of recipes on there too. Oh my God. Yes. We'll, we'll put all of that below and you guys, if you haven't already done so, you got to check this incredible person Mm -hmm. out. Like seriously, your content is so much fun and yeah, you'd never, you're never going to get bored. That's another thing I wanted to say. Yeah. It's not boring. And thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of Influenced. Be sure to like and share this video and also subscribe, of course, and make sure you comment and tag your favorite influencers down below. If you want to see them as a guest on the show, you can follow along at influenced.theseries where, you know, you guys know where we are, IG, TikTok, YouTube. We are also now going to be on podcasting platforms. Yes, this is a video series, but you know, just in case you guys want the option to listen on a walk or in your car. And thank you all for watching. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. I'm your host, Gabrielle Valenson. I'll see you guys later. That's a wrap. Yay. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for watching Influenced. Be sure to click the subscribe button right here. And if you want more Influenced interviews, click right here. Don't forget to like and share this video. And also hit that notification bell so you don't miss out on any updates. See you guys later.